Welcome to Oncology Data Advisor. Today we're here at ONS Congress and I'm joined by Mitchie Gray and Jocelyn Van Doren. Thank you both so much for coming on today. Thank you so much. Thank you. Would you both uh, like to introduce yourselves and share a little bit about what you do? Uh, my name is Mitchie Gray and I am a radiation oncology nurse care coordinator at the Cleveland Clinic. Um, I've been an oncology nurse for 23 years. The last eight years have been in radiation oncology. My name is Jocelyn Van Duren. I'm a nurse practitioner in Anchorage, Alaska with Advanced Oncology Associates. I've been a nurse practitioner for a long time. <laughs> 11 years um, in radiation oncology for six of them. Uh, so you both presented this morning a session entitled Misconceptions in Care Delivery, Patient Outcomes Between Practice Settings. So what are some of the biggest drivers behind these differing outcomes between urban versus rural settings? Oh, they're, they have a lot of similar problems. Um, it's just on the scale. Um, transportation seems to be a big factor regardless of where you're at. Um, some transportation a little bit harder, just being able to have planes and whatnot and whether or not affect them. Um, smaller ability, ability to deliver care as not being able to have the machines and the technology available. Um, most rural places do have some sort of technology. It's just whether it is the newest, the greatest, and then having the uh, staff and resources to be able to run those machines is a big Absolutely. thing. Absolutely. Um, I, I agree with that. You know, as far as, uh, you know, resources, it's the transportation. It's the um, knowledge, you know, education, the, um, you know, the yeah, words. <laughs> um, you know, it's it's yeah, it's you know, there's so many things. You know, social, economic, insurance. Mm -hmm. So there's many things. Um, you know, as Jocelyn said, you know, they share a lot of this between the urban and the rural. Um, you know, we see the differences in. The disparities when you get to a rural setting, um, you know, it does become a little broader. Um, you know, it becomes a little harder for the rural people to get to the resources. Um, the knowledge base sometimes, the education level may or may not be there. Then again, in the urban setting, you know, in the lower minority areas within the urban setting, it can be the same, it can be similar to those rural areas. Mm -hmm. You know, so, you know, we look at it as, yes, it is an urban setting, but they still have some of the same disparities as out in the rural areas, you know, so. Do these differences manifest um, in terms of treatment selection and outcomes? Oh. <laughs> um, I think a lot of times, with the rural areas, people coming from further away, they want the shortest possible treatment they can have, so they try and push and they say, no, I don't want maybe the standard of care I want to do, like with radiation, a hypofractionated course, even though it might not be the best option for them, but they don't want to be away from home for so long. So I feel like sometimes those kind of things are driving factors. Um, 
regardless of what we want as providers and nurses, it's sometimes the patient has the ultimate decision and they're allowed to make whatever decision it is. We just have to make sure that they know what's available for them. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yes, that that does just make decisions. Um, many times I know in the with the Cleveland Clinic, um, our physicians will kind of give them options and they will take that into consideration. Um, transportation, uh, for example, uh, you know, they will do things one, three or five treatments of radiation, still SBRT, give them the option. It's like, okay, you may have a bigger side effect profile. You may have more side effects. If we do the same treatment in one treatment, you know, one fraction, um, then you would if we were to break this up in five treatments. But we understand it may be difficult for you to come five times to drive this distance. Um, so we're willing to do it. The outcome will be the same, you know, or similar within a one to two percent difference. But you know, this is something that we will we're willing to discuss and talk to you about, right. and you know, do that. Um, so great. Um, so knowing these disparities, how can nurses um, keep them in mind and? apply it when they're talking to and educating their patients. I think this is one of the things that I um, really got a little passionate about in my in my talk. Um, transportation. Um, when nurses in front of the patient, that is one thing that we can truly listen to the patient and find out what, and not just transportation, but anything really. We don't need to ask the close-ended questions. You know, asking yes or no's. yeah, the yeses and nos. Um, when we're asking the questions about what their issues are with coming to treatment, you know, we need to really ask open-ended questions. Ask what is what are the issues, and really dive into what are the barriers, mm -hmm. and then try to find the resources. You know, and it, we may not be solving, nurses may not be solving it. We may be then reaching out to our social workers to help with that. Um, but getting those answers. So, for example, with transportation, if we say, do you have transportation issues? Yes. Oh, they can't come for treatment here. They have to go locally. Instead, it's like, oh, well, what do you feel your transportation issues are? You know, do you have is do you have somebody to bring you? Do you need a driver? Do you have a car? You know, do you need gas money? Is this a financial issue? We have gas cards we can give patients. We have we have a van service, you know, that can pick up patients and bring them within a twenty five mile radius to treatments. You know, we ha so we have options. We can house patients, you know, so anybody that lives beyond that 25 mile radius, we can actually house them, um, you know, or if, if they live beyond, you know, an hour and a half or an hour, we can house them for free. If they live, you know, closer than or further than that, I can't remember that there's all the criteria that social workers know that I don't know, um, but there's a low cost, you know places that 
anywhere from $33 a night, you know, so free $33 a night, then even the nicer hotels, they give a discounted Cleveland Clinic rate. Mm -hmm. um, so there are options. The social workers are great. So just really asking what are the barriers, finding out, just not yes, no, yes, no, on some questionnaire that they're given when they come in. But that's something the nurses can do, is getting those answers and just not going through a checklist. <laughs> totally agree. Um, like again, once they, if they have transportation there, do they have housing while they're there if they need that? What about being able to, will they be able to get their meals and stuff once they get oh, there? Absolutely. That's a big thing. Um, what happens if they can't take care of themselves? Do they have... A, like a medical escort or a family member that can come with them and can that person actually stay there and those kind of things or is it not any transportation or anything issues with that person but what about their escort and their escort actually physically being able to stay there and having that time off too so those are big things great well this is really um, important advice so thank you both so much for talking about it today yes, thank you thank you thank you so much